0: Well, I'd like to welcome y'all here this morning. We'll begin the service with we'll song number 313, Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all for each and every one of us. Because just as he says, For nothing good have I, whereby thy grace to claim, there's nothing good in us. But Jesus Christ died. He paid it all so that we could have power over sin, how that our sins could be forgiven. All to him I owe. Sin hath left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow by his blood. Let's be mindful of those things and be constantly reminded. And as the song I believe said something to the effect that as we stand before him at that judgment day, we'll still be saying, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Remember these things and keep them in our heart. Keep them in our mind. So that we can understand how he'd have for us to live our life and our day. This book is full of examples. It's full of his word, his gospel, his truths. Full of his mercy. If we'll just read it, if we'll understand it, if we will allow him... To put it into our mind and in our heart. And if we do those things, then we can be at one with Him. And we can see victory. And I know that that's what I want to see. And I want to see each and every one of us that's here today see victory in Jesus Christ. But there's a work for each and every one of us to do. First of all, repent of our sins, put our full faith and trust in him. But then there's a work that he wants us to do to live our life in accordance with how he would have us to live today. I want us to read some few places today. Let's read some first in Deuteronomy. This will be in the fifth chapter, that's where we'll start today. Some of the work that was going on that Moses was teaching and talking to the people about, letting them know what God had done for them in that day. And I want us to read these things so that we can understand as examples for us. These things are mentioned in the New Testament there as examples that we can see and know and understand how God has worked with his people and what he'll do for us if we follow him today. And we'll start at the first verse of the fifth chapter of Deuteronomy. He says, And Moses called Israel and said unto him, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that you may learn them and keep and do them. And I think that this is the same thing for us today, that God has brought these things to our attention, that we can read them here, we can read them in the New Testament. There's all manner of things that we may read some more about what took place here in the New Testament about these things. But what Moses was just teaching them, he says, I speak in your ears this day that you may learn them and keep and do them. And that's what I want each and every one of us to be here today with those open ears, those open eyes and open ears that you might be able to hear and learn the commandments, learn the words that Jesus Christ will give to us and put it in your mind and in your heart and do them, he says. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. The Lord made not this covenant with our fathers, but with us, even us, who are all of us here alive this day, and we're here alive today, and the Lord has made a covenant with each and every one of us through Jesus Christ. Here Moses was writing about the covenant that he made with those people in that day, and I know that he's made one with us. When Jesus came here and he says that I will send to you a comforter, I will send to you a new spirit, the spirit of the Holy Ghost, that then you will be able to overcome. You will be able to see victory by putting your faith and trust in him. And Moses was wanting them to know and understand in that day. The Lord talked with you face to face in the mount out of the midst of the fire. And there was a time that they were able to see that, and they saw it there at the mount. We can see and know how Jesus Christ came here to the earth and was with mankind and he talked face to face with them. We were not there when God was talking face to face with these people, but I believe it took place. I was not there when Jesus was there teaching, talking and teaching face to face to the people when he was here, but I believe that he did it and I know that we can receive our help with these things. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to show you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid by reason of the fire, and went not up into the mount, saying, I am the, the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the house of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And I believe that this is just as true today as it was thousands of years ago, several hundred and thousands of years when Moses was writing these things and telling them. He was standing before them and teaching them the words of God. And he said, I want you to learn them. I want you to write it in your, to have these things put in your heart. I am the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And with us today, we can say he is the Lord our God that has brought us out of the bondage of Satan. From the house of bondage with Satan. He has brought us out of that by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what we need to understand Thou shalt have none other gods before me. Now, we have been talked a lot about in the last while about all the gods that men worship here upon the earth today. And it can be all manner of things. As we'll even, as we go on and read through some of these things, we can see what it might be. But have none other gods before me, before him. Don't let anything here upon this earth that we look upon and that we put more attention to and we feel like that that is something that I desire and I need greater than God, than Jesus Christ in our day. We must put him first and foremost in everything that we do. Moses is telling these people, warning them at that time, and thou shalt not make thee any graven image or likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the waters beneath the earth, thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them nor serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the, the children until the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Now you see, here's what he's talking, and he's telling them how they needed to live in that day. That we shouldn't worship other gods and bow down to them. But he says, that, and he says that if he does not, he will remember, and his wrath will be rained out upon those people. But then he says, and showing mercy. Unto the thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments, and that's what he's doing with us today, loving him and keeping. These are those commandments that he gave Moses. He's just going over these things and telling them about them. There was ten of them, and he explains them here. He had given them them when he was there, and Moses came down and he saw. And we'll read about some of the things that took place. What happened there because of their disobedience. Thou and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. And we see that so much here recently or throughout the world. I was just at a place somewhere recently and this man we were standing there it was fixing it was at lunchtime and we were fixing to go in to get some lunch and there was a man that had walked over to the person that was setting us down there and he said i want to change places he says the place that i am sitting there i have heard the words and God's name being used in vain and cursing and something, I want to move. He did not even want to be around that kind of a word, those kind of words being spoken. And that's what we should be here today. In our mind, be ready to get as far away as we can from that type thing. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. And we see people saying just to constantly, oh my God, is an expression that they use all the time, which is something that we shouldn't be using that kind of language there. We should just be letting our yay, yay, and our nay, nay, as he says in other places there, that thou shalt not take the Lord, Thy God, the name of the Lord thy God, in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Now this is what Moses was warning these people about. He was cautioning them about it. Let's listen carefully. He says he will not hold him guiltless that does these things. Keep the Sabbath day and to sanctify it. As the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is, is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy men servants, nor thy maid servants, nor thine ox, nor thine ass, nor any of thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates and in that thy manservant and thy maidservants may rest as well as thou. Again, these were things that he was commanding them to, to do. And, but today in our day after Jesus Christ, we are to keep all the days holy. Every day we should keep that as, and keep it holy to the Lord to worship him every day, not just on the Sabbath day, but we should still have reverence of that day the way I look at it. And remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee from thence through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day. Honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. Now, we've talked a lot about that here recently, as honoring thy father and the mother. Last Sunday, we talked about it. Here was that commandment, and he says, Honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, he said. He didn't say that was a suggestion. He says that is a commandment from God to honor them that thy days may be prolonged and that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God hath given thee. And he was just, again, just bringing these things to their attention. You follow these. Do the things that I ask for you to do. Even I will help you naturally, that he was telling them. Thou shalt not kill, neither shalt thou commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Neither shalt thou desire thy neighbor's wife. Neither shalt thou covet thy neighbor's house, his field, his his manservant or his maidservant, his ox or his ass, or anything that is thy neighbor's. Now again. These things are constantly mentioned that I just went over here. This type thing is constantly mentioned in the New Testament just as much as it was back there in Moses' day. Moses was bringing this to their attention to them there. I want to bring it to all of our attention today. These are commandments. These are his words, and we should live by them today. These words the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount out of the mist of the fire, of the cloud, and of the thick darkness with a great voice, and he added no more. And he wrote them in two tables of stone, delivered them to me. He wrote these things, and he didn't add any more to it at that time, he said. He said, he wrote that to me. He put it on the stones, delivered them to him, to Moses to be able... Moses was leading the people here upon the earth. Moses was to be able to take them back and to instruct them with it. And let's go on. And it came to pass when you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, for the mountain did burn with fire, and you came near unto me, even all the heads of the tribes of your elders. And you said, Behold, the Lord God has showed us His glory and His greatness. And we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God doth talk with man, and he liveth. Now therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more than... Then we shall die. They were afraid of the mighty power that had taken place there, that they had seen and heard there of God speaking to Moses and the flames and the fire in the mountain. They was, it was a frightful thing to them. Now, therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more, then we shall die." For who is there of all flesh that had heard the voice of the living God speaking out of the midst of the fire as we have and lived? Go thou near, go thou near, and hear all that the Lord our God shall say. And speak unto uh, speak thou unto us all that the Lord our God shall speak unto thee, and we will hear it and do it. This is what they were telling Moses in that day, for him to go and to hear and to hear the words of God, and then come and speak it to us, and and we will hear it and do it. Now what is it to us today when we hear his word? Do we have that in our mind? Are we committed to that? That we will hear it and we will do it. And the Lord heard the voice of your words when you spake unto me. And the Lord said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people which they have spoken unto thee. They have well said all that they have spoken. Oh, that there were such an heart in them. They spoke these things, but he said, Oh, but such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. And that is what he's reaching out to us today, that it would be such a wonderful thing for all to be able to hear His Word and accept Him and let Him write it in our minds and in our heart. Oh, that there were such a heart in them. He says, I will make you a new heart. I will give you a heart of flesh. Take that heart of stone away. They would fear me and keep all my commandments always that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Go, say to them, get you into your tents. But as for thee, stand now here by me, and I will speak unto thee all the commandments and statutes and the judgments which thou shalt teach them, that they may do them in the land which I, I gave them to possess. Ye shall observe and do therefore as the Lord your God hath commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that you may live and that it may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. He just brought these things to their attention and then I believe that God was there with Moses and Moses, he gave him other things than the law of how he would have for them to live their lives. But what did they do? What took place as they went on throughout life? Now these are the commandments and statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whether you go to possess it, that you might fear the Lord and keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, thou and thy son and thy son's sons, all the days of thy life, that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and what I'd say today is hear therefore, O Israel, the people of God here today, that was the people of the God in that day, that it may be well with thee, and that you might may increase mightily, as the Lord of our fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. And we know and understand what took place in a lot of the things of how they lived their life and how what they did, and some of them had faith in him and and would follow and others did not. Let's turn over here in the same book in the 8th chapter. And read a little bit here. About what some of the other things that was taking place there in that day. we just start reading at the first verse. All the commandments would I command thee this day shall you observe and do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no and look they had to be tried for 40 years going through this this Desert and this wilderness that they were out there. And he says there to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee known that he might make thee known that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did, did thy foot swell these forty years. The power of God just working with them there. Their raiment lasted for 40 years, basically, is what I read into that. And all the traveling that they did, their feet did not hurt them. Thou shalt also consider thine heart, that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord God chasteneth thee. Now listen carefully to that. This was what the Lord was talking about. Way back then, and we also read it in the New Testament, thou thou shalt not consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and fear him, the chastening and rebuking. He was doing it in those days. He was warning them, chasing them about the things that they had taken, that they had been involved in. And he will do the same for us and warn us about these things. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Listen to what he told them he was giving them. He was just bringing all of these things that naturally they would desire and that would be good for them to be able to live. And he was going to give them to us. What does he talk to us about constantly? Of how that he is offering to us that comforter, that new spirit, that we will have everlasting life that he will give to us through Jesus Christ. And we know that others have been able to receive that all the way since Christ was here upon the earth. They've been able to receive that new spirit, that new birth. Beware. Now listen to this. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day, lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwell therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thy heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage. Now, that is the thing I want us to hear today in our day. The Lord has done all of these things. I want you to just stop and think of how He has blessed this group of people. How He has blessed us tremendously all the way along. The things here, naturally and spiritually, most of all, look how He has blessed us spiritually. But he was warning these people. He says, now remember. He says, beware. He has given you all these things. And when thou hast eaten and art full, and we see and we've got all this, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Are we constantly thanking him for all that he has done for us? He says, now beware. Think about this. Take it to your heart. Beware that you don't forget the Lord, thy God, that has given to you, first of all, that new birth, that, that gift of eternal life. Don't forget Him. Now continue to do His Word. Continue to follow him and do the things that he's asked for us to do in our day. To keep his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. And we know these things. They're written here. We have listened to them. We have heard it. He will put it into your mind and into your heart. Follow it when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied then thy heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and don't be grow weary with well doing and be looking for that chastening and rebuking from God, from Jesus Christ, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness where were fiery serpents and scorpions and drouth, and there was no water. Who brought thee forth water out of the rock of the flint? And who gave you the spiritual water that you are drinking of today? That is given you, has quenched that thirst forever. There is no water in that life. There is no spiritual water in our life before we receive that, that new birth. Jesus Christ said, I will give you water that you will never thirst again. He's talking about that spiritual water. That spiritual life. They were given water here out of the rock. God gave it to them to quench their natural thirst and for them to be able to see the power of God in that day. He will give you that spiritual water so that that spiritual thirst is taken care of so that you will know what the power of God can do in our day and not be afraid and put our full faith and trust in Him, not in ourselves, not in man, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that He might humble thee, and that He might prove thee to do thee good at at thy latter end. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth, Is that in our mind today? Do we think that we could receive the power of God? Can we get exalted in the Word and think that look what I have done? He's warning these people all the way back then. And thou say in thine heart, My my power and the might of my hand hath gotten me this wealth. All the things that God was doing and had done for them and was going to do for them. He says, Now I'm warning you. It's not by your power. It's by what God has done for you. And today, I want us all to remember that. That... It is only because we have had faith and we have repented and it is the grace of God, the power of God, the love of God that you have been able to receive it, that you are saved. And don't ever forget that and don't get exalted in your own self. But be humbled by the power of God that is within you. And be humbled when we see what He has done for us and what He'll continue to do for us. Be encouraged in it. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth that He may establish His covenant which He swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. And I want us to think about that spiritual wealth today that He promised He said, I will send to you a comforter, is what Jesus Christ said. He says, I go away. I will go back to my Father. But I will go and I will send to you a comforter. He said, He told his disciples, Now you stay here around Jerusalem until you receive it, till you are endued with the power on high that I am promising that I will send to you. He told them, These people there. Remember, it was the power of God, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto the fathers as it is this day. He wanted them to remember what God would done for them. I want us all to remember what God has done for us. In our day. And we can look back and see the mighty hand of God all the way along. From way back in history. All the way through now. And it shall be that if thou at all forget the Lord thy God. And walk after other gods. And serve them and worship them. I testify against you this day. That ye shall surely perish. Now that was... The law of God. That was His word in that day back then. He says if you forget and you serve other gods, you forget the God that has given you all this, and you go back and you are serving other gods, He says then, I will testify against you that you shall surely perish. Perish. And today, if we hear his word, we hear his commandments, we hear his His gospel, and we go back and we forget that it is God that has given us all this, it is God that is offering these things to us, we shall surely perish spiritually. As the nations which the Lord destroyed before your face, so shall ye perish, because you would not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. I want to read that 18th verse there again and down. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which He sware unto thy fathers that it is this day. Remember that. It is He. It is God the Father and Jesus Christ in our day that has given us the power and offering that power of eternal and that gift of eternal life to us today. And it shall be if thou do all, and it shall be if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods. And I believe that that's what he has been warning us about constantly about the gods of this world. Letting them come in as those tears and grow up around that good plant and choke it out and if we aren't careful we will allow the gods of this world the things that we worship the things that we want to be entertained with here in this world and we look upon well we've got to do this and we've got to do this all so much more than what he is saying for us to do he said listen to my word follow me he says, if you do these other things, if you go after the gods of this world and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, and we can see throughout the world how that is happening with mankind today. Now what about us? Right in our own life, what are, what are we putting the emphasis on today? Walking with Him or desiring the things of the world. He says, I testify against you this day that you shall perish. As the nations which the Lord destroyed before your face, so shall you perish because you did not you would not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. We were not he was not obedient the people not he says if you do these things i will destroy you let's read a little bit here in Joshua here now Moses was warning them about these things in his day Moses then died the work was turned over to Joshua and he followed the Lord and he says that the, the scripture says that the people followed the Lord while Joshua was living let's read some here in the 24th chapter of Joshua We'll start reading here at the 14th verse. Joshua it was getting late in his life. And he was warning the people very much like what Moses was doing in his day. But this was another generation. They had gone through. He had, God had worked wonders in him through Joshua and through the people and giving them the lands that we had just talked about there. And now here Joshua was talking to the people and warning them about some of the same things. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord." Here's another servant telling the same words that the others, and that's the same thing that others, the servants of the Lord has been teaching all the way along, and it is being taught today. To serve the Lord, thy God, and Him only. Not to serve the things that the fathers did before the flood. And even that we see today serving the things of God, of the world we should be serving God not the things of the world and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord choose you this day whom you will serve and if it looks upon you and people look as that's a hard saying and who can who can follow it that's what the people told the Lord It's a hard saying, and who can follow that? And they went away, a lot of them. But what did the Lord do? He looked right at His disciples, and He said, will you go away also? And I believe it was Peter said, where should we go, Lord? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And that's what we're reading and talking about today. The words of eternal life. If it seems... Evil unto you to serve the Lord, if it does not satisfy your worldly mind to serve the Lord, is the way I look at that. Whether the gods of your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that is what every one of us need to have in our mind today. And that is a commitment that each and every one of us should have. Doesn't matter what the people of the world does. Doesn't matter what our friends do, our family, or whatever it might be. Be just as Joshua was saying, but as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. And for he was saying, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He was the head of his home. He was there working with his wife and with his children so that they would understand and know how he would have lived their life here. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. And that is the same thing that should be with us today. God forbid. That we should forsake His word and serve the world today, serve other gods. Listen to what He has commanded all the way along. For the Lord our God, He it is that brought us up out of the fa- and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and which did. Those great signs in our sight, and preserved us in all the way wherein we went, and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, and dwelt that which dwelt in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. And Joshua said unto the people, You cannot serve the Lord. For he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you after that he hath done you good. That was very strong language to those people in those days. And it should be to us when God is asking us to lay aside the things of this world. Lay aside the gods that we worship. How little it may seem in your life. But if it's something that is going against God's Word, get rid of it. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then He will turn and do you hurt and consume you after that He hath done you good. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord and Joshua said unto the people, ye are witness against yourself that you have chosen that ye have chosen you the Lord to serve him, and they said, We are witness. Now therefore put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God we serve, will we serve, and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and set them a statue and an ordinance in Sechem. Here are these people. They were warned there. They were talking about it, and they said, we serve God. We will serve Him. And if you go on and you, you read throughout history and you read some of the other parts of the Bible, it says that the people, as long as He was alive, they served them. They served God. And I'm sure there were some that didn't, but I believe the main part of them there says that they served Him. They They served God while Joshua was living there. But there's just so many things that we can see, and I want us to understand how the law and how God has been so strict in looking for obedience from his people. But throughout the world today, that is taught in in Christianity so much that it is not the obedience that he's looking for but it is faith. And yes, it has to, we have to begin with that and then we have to have the obedience of following what He says do. Repenting of our sins, that takes being obedient to God. Having full faith in Him. Repenting of our sins. Accepting Him, that is obedience. Then letting the Spirit dwell within us, that is being obedient to the Spirit of God. Paul said that when he said that I must bring this body under subjection. He was being obedient to the spirits. what he was talking about. Lest I myself should be a castaway even after I have preached unto others, he said. And this is what we need to be looking to in our day. Let's turn into the New Testament now and let's read some in Hebrews here about what took place and what was commanded in by a servant here. The writer there who wrote Hebrews. And there's some question who wrote it. A lot of people feel like Paul did. But I, I'll, it doesn't matter to me who wrote it. It is words I believe that has been written here that God has had compiled that we can read and understand today. And let's read some here in the 12th chapter of Hebrews of what the writer there had to say about in our day. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now he had just gone through there in that 11th chapter and he had talked about a lot of the people and the faith and the works that they had that they did in the days that we were just reading about some of it in the days before and after that. And now he's telling them, now we are seeing we're compassed with so great amount of witnesses like that. He says, let us run the race that is set before us with patience looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith jesus christ he's the author he is the one that will give us that faith and and that we can have faith in him and he is the one that will write it in our minds and in our heart and the set before him he endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand Of the throne of God, mediating there for you and me today. He is there at the right hand of the throne of God, Jesus Christ our Lord. For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. Don't be weary with well doing, don't faint in your mind. But be strong. Don't forget what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. But be strong. You have not resisted unto blood striving against sin, and none of us have done that. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of Him. Hear this writer, just telling them what God was telling the people thousands of years before. My son despise not the chastening of the Lord nor faint when thou are rebuked of Him. And if He is calling things to our attention to for us to look into and get the gods of this world out of our life, don't be discouraged in that, but be encouraged in it and know that what he is is doing, what he has done, he will chasten and rebuke his people here upon the earth. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Think about that. He said, "I am chastening and I am scourging you. I am encouraging you. I am trying to get you." away from the sins and the gods of this world. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then you're bastards and not sons. And if we aren't being chastised For the things, if we are just living a worldly life and it does not bother us, something is wrong. He says, you're not a son. Get that life if those things bother us. If we see that we have gotten into the, on the wrong path and it is bothering us, then go to Him. He's chasing you. He's bringing it to your attention. He's there at the right hand of the throne there today to mediate for you and me. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrupted us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? We gave our fathers reverence here upon the earth because they chastened and rebuked us and we could see how the, why they did these things. He says, now, look, do these things. If you, if, why do you not listen to what God is bringing to your attention? Why do you not welcome the chastening and rebuking that He gives to us so that we can have that eternal life, that we can live, that you might live, He says. For they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure, but He for our profit, that we might be partakers of His holiness. Why is God chastening and rebuking us? For our profit, so that we might be a partaker of His Spirit, of His holiness to live in that way. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous, and we look around the people of the world. And say, well, I am living this worldly life, and I'm not being chastened. He says, boy, I'm living the life, but he says that is grievous. That will lead you. That kind of mindset will lead you to hell. He says, now, nevertheless, afterward, now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. We need to be constantly reminded and if we are being chastened of the Lord, remember that if we go through those things with patience, that it will bring peaceable fruit, spiritual fruit of what? Of righteousness. Is that what we're seeking for today? Is that what we want? The fruit of righteousness in our life? Unto them which are exercised thereby, wherewith, wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. If you are spiritually weak today, he's saying, let the Spirit lift them up. Let it be lifted up by the power of God. by that new spirit, that charity that comes. That is the love of God within you. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down in the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet. Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. Let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. We will not be able to enter in without that holiness, without that righteousness that only comes through repentance and receiving of that new birth. Follow peace with all men in holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Don't let Satan come in and defile that as he says. Don't let bitterness because of being chastened and rebuked come into your life. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of his meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. He rejected the word. He had sold his birthright out. Don't reject his word and don't sell out to Satan today. For ye are not coming to the mount that might be touched and that burned with fire nor unto blackness and darkness of the tempest. And the sound of the trumpet, and the voice of the words, which voice they that heard it entreated that the words should not be spoken to them anymore, speaking the same thing that happened there in Moses' day. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much of a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, "I exceedingly fear and quake. But ye are come into the Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, into an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn, which is written in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Where are we? He says, now, these people there, they could not come unto that, and they feared and quaked. He says, but now, what you have done, but you are coming to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, you have received that new birth. The heavenly Jerusalem and to an innumerable company of angels and to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn. That spiritual church of Jesus Christ is what we all should be seeking of. It's not the natural church. But that's where you better be at a place where you can hear the words of God and the truths of God and the chastening and rebuking from Him giving instead of just hearing something that soothes your ears and gives you a false hope of eternal life. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, and speaketh better things than that of Abel, seeing that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused that spake on earth, much more shall we not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven and those that did not follow after what moses was telling them in that day they did not escape and were destroyed and he says now so much more for us that if we do not hear the words that were spoken from heaven by jesus christ and that we are reading here today we will be turned away whose voice then shook the earth But now He hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken, as of the things that were made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. And the only thing that cannot be shaken and can remain is the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. He says, once more, the removing of those things that are shaken. He has taken away sin from our life and given us that that cannot be shaken, the power of God. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom, receiving that new birth, that new life, which cannot be moved. Satan cannot move that, cannot take it away unless you walk away and leave it. He has no power over you over that spirit. Let us have grace. Let us have grace. Let us have the power of God in us whereby we may serve God acceptably. That's the only way you can serve God acceptably is by the grace of God, by the love of God, by the mercy of God with reverence and godly fear, my friends. For our God is a consuming fire. Our God will consume Satan. He will consume our sins and take them away if we will repent, if we see our sins, if we take the chastening and rebuking that comes from Him and go to Him, let Him clean it up, let them be burned up here in this life that we might have eternal life. When we leave this world, I want to read a few verses in Matthew here in the end. We have read these words numerous times. I know I have and preached about them and talked about them so many times over the years. But this is in the seventh chapter of Matthew. starting at the twenty-first verse. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Does the will of his Father. What's the will of his Father? Hear him. What's been said all the way along, keep my commandments. Do the things I ask you to do here. And what he's asking for us to do is repent and to receive Jesus Christ. Now, the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? Now listen, this is the words of the Lord He's saying that. And people will tell you these things. Today they'll hear that. Just as He was cautioning, cautioning the people and warning them in that day. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now, do you think that for an instant that you can follow the Lord and that you are walking with Him, you are keeping His Word, doing His will, and working in iniquity? Something's wrong with that picture. And that's what He was saying here, that these people coming there and proclaiming that they were following Him. But He says, depart from me. They were telling all the good works that they had done. He said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Now if we will be walking with him, letting that spirit dwell within us, we can see victory. Therefore, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And that's what he has been talking about all the way along. That's what his people, he has required out of his people. That whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. That's what he's commanded all the way along. Hear his word and do them. Follow them. Don't just be a hearer of the word. But he says, hear the word and does them. He says, I will liken him to a wise man. Which built his house upon a rock. And we then are building upon, when we hear and do them, we are following him. We are building our spiritual house on the rock of Jesus Christ and God the Father, and it will not fall. If we totally build it there, it will not fall. And everyone that heareth these things of mine and Doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And that's what he was talking about right here in those few verses there, starting there at that 21st verse again. Listen carefully at what he did. That was people hearing the word, but was not following him, did not do the things that he said. They proclaimed in their own words what they were doing. But what he said, not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, does them, that's the ones that's going to enter in. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? Now listen to all this, and this is what these people were saying. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. There's nothing that could be of a greater fall than to hear that. Nothing in our life could be something that would be a greater disaster than to hear those words. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Friends, let's hear His Word. Let's live by it. And let's be obedient to Him. And let's see victory. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at His doctrine. Are you astonished at His doctrine today? We should be. This is His words. These are the true things. For He taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And I am teaching you today as one having the authority of Jesus Christ. And I want you to have that same authority of Jesus Christ in you. And know Him and know His love that what He has done for others, He'll do for you. In John, He says, in the 14th chapter of John, He says, If you love Me, keep My commandments. In another place, He says, He that, that says that He loves Me but keep us not my commandments as a liar and the truth is not in him. What do we want to do? Where do we want to be today? We want to be all in. you got to put it all into the hands of Jesus Christ. we got to get it all out the world. The things of this world. The lust of the world. The lust of the eye. The pride of life. We've got to get them out of our life and be humbled. He said He carried them through the wilderness there for 40 years. That they may be tried and they may be humbled. And all that He has done for us, friends, let's don't look around and in our well things that He has given to us, to come up short and to be basking in all of those things and forgetting the Lord our God who has given these things to us, who who is offering it to us, who will see you through to victory. He says, I will abide with you. And He says, you abide with Me until the end. He says, if you abide in Him, He will abide in us. And we can see victory. Be encouraged in His Word. Chastens and rebukes from Him will just make us stronger if we will go through them patiently. If we hear them say, thank You, Lord. Show me what you'd have for me to do. And how can I get these this out of my life and see victory? We'll bring this meeting to a close. We're seeing number 181. And there may be some today that might would like to come forward and to make that known that you want to... Commit to the Lord. You might want to make that known publicly here today. As we sing number 181, Jesus is calling. And that's what He has been doing with us today. Jesus is calling. you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and may the Lord receive Jesus is tenderly calling won't you hear him today Jesus is pleading Oh, list to His voice. Hear Him today. Hear His Word. If you love me, keep my commandments. Let us pray. To God the Father, thank You for all that You have given to us. Honored be your name, and we praise your name, and we praise your Son, Jesus Christ, for what you all have done for us, what your Son did here upon the earth. God, we just beg for guidance in the upcoming days, and we thank you for all that you've done. And we thank you for the encouragements, the chastens, and rebukes. And we just ask you to show us how we can encourage one another in your word and how we can encourage others and help them to see and know what your work is here upon the earth. And to come to you, repent and be obedient to you through your spirit, directing us in all that we do. Be with us in the upcoming days, Lord. And show us how you'd help for us to use the things you've entrusted into our hands that we might help someone and benefit your work here upon the earth. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.